I have a sister who I admire who just went through the loss of her little baby girl. And uh, this little girl was two years old. She was born with some severe challenges. I loved to hear throughout those two years, they are just a musical family. They just, um, music is such a beautiful part of their their family culture. Toward the end of her life, when, when things were getting this the last few days of her life, my sister told me that they would, this is pretty tender, I hope it's okay for me to share, but they, when she would be slipping away, they would gather together as a family and they would sing to her and she would rally. They just found such peace and solace in music and she did. I think that's what I hope that for my, for my kids too, that they can see the, the peace that can come from playing and singing and Music is just such a language of, of beauty. Behind every successful musician, there is a story, a why, a series of highs and lows that eventually lead them to finding their passion. But how do some stick with it when so many others choose to quit? This podcast will dive into the inspiring untold stories from our favorite artists and unpack the important life lessons only music can teach us. So to the lovers, listeners, and makers of music, I'm your host, Sarah Davies, and this is More Than Musicians. We're wide awake, these broken hearts, they beat it all along. We're miles away, in those eyes, we're never far from home. Sending on fire, reach out and we keep on fighting, and we keep on fighting. All right. Hello, hello. We've got another fun episode of More Than Musicians for you today, and I am really excited about this one. We get to sit down today with one of my good friends, Louise Lesweer, and she and I first met um, at the piano place at the studio that we um, that we run, and we were able to team up and through COVID, write a curriculum for young children. So I'm excited to talk to her more about the process of that. But even more than that, I look up to Louise a ton as a mother and as a musician. And it's so fun to see because she has just started recently back up into adult lessons and she's revisiting that as an adult student. And so there's lots to dive in here. And so without further ado, Louise, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sarah. It's so great to be with you. We're so excited to talk to you. We've got lots of questions for you, but before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those of us that don't know you? Yes. My name is Louise Lesweer. I um, originally am from Arizona, grew up there. Uh, my husband and I have been living here for the past almost eight years. We have seven children, um, and six of those are boys, and our last one is a little baby girl. I've been with Piano Place for a little over a year, and I love it. I'm grateful for that opportunity that I have to, to be here at Piano Place. I, goodness, I love being a mother. I love music. I love to exercise. I love sweets. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> the good so. balance of exercise and sweets. We need Unfortunately, that. I love the sweets a little more than, but, um, but yes, I, uh, gosh, what else? That's about it, I think. Well, we're excited to talk to you because there are so many things about you that I just admire so much in your motherhood, especially um, to raise seven kids. You have such a beautiful, beautiful family. You have darling boys. And I really have always like related with your family because I am one. I'm one of six, but we I have five brothers. So I love your little Pearl and she's your She's your bookend. She's, She's your baby. tail end. Yeah. We never thought we'd get a girl, but we we thought she'd be our seventh boy. And, yeah. But we were thrilled. My mother always told me, you've got to have a girl. And I was kind of going, you know, this is what we've got. We've yeah. got these boys and it's great. I love being a boy mom. Um, but Pearl really has brought an element to our family that we didn't realize was missing. So we're grateful. And the boys adore her as well. So she's got fun. a lot of bodyguards and protectors <laughs> that are going to be looking out for her in the she future. She does. Yeah. She's so lucky. She's such a cute girl. Well, okay, let's get started. I want to talk to you. I mean, there's so many fun things that we can delve into with this conversation. Um, the first being really, I want to talk to you about music. You're obviously really musical and your family's really musical, but where, like, what are your first memories with music and where did that start for you? Music is 
very foundational, a very foundational part of my life. Um, I remember as a young girl having opportunities in little music groups that my mom would find. And I, I grew up in, um, in Mesa is where I'm from, but we did most of our schooling and everything in, in neighboring Gilbert. And Gilbert just um, had a lot of opportunities for, for me. I remember singing in little performing groups and um, with my friends and in the summers doing theater workshops. Um, another foundational part was just singing in church together as a family. And, and when we would have family councils together, we would sing. Um, my, my mother loved to sing. My dad plays the piano a little bit. And I remember uh, probably when I was about 10 or 11, him sitting down and playing the piano and having me sing with him. And um, he didn't do that very much, but it was that that was a fond memory for me singing with him. And my mom and my sister and I would sing in a in a trio together, just any chance we got. And that was another real blessing. I took piano lessons when I was little. I started piano lessons probably when I was about uh, eight or so, and. Um, didn't love it, <laughs> didn't love piano lessons, and wanted to just sing. And I and I actually also played the violin, started playing the violin at about 12. And that's about when I told my mom, I just want to play the violin and sing, and I don't want to play the piano. And she, uh, she said, okay. And she was always very, just a wonderful mentor and friend, but didn't want to, didn't want to fight me on that, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, well, I, I think you might regret that decision, but okay, we can do that. And she was right. I, I, I regret it. I regretted not taking piano lessons. And I think it kind of put into my mind at that point uh, and kind of moving on like, oh, I missed my chance. I missed yeah. my chance with piano. You know, I wish I would have done it, but I missed my chance because yeah. I didn't take it when I was young. Anyway, so so moving forward, I, I played the violin through high school and then um, didn't play after that, but continued to sing, sang in choirs. Um, I, there was a time that I didn't, I wasn't in a choir or anything, but I really felt like I had a good foundation in music. I was, I, I did musicals and, you know, different things mm -hmm. like that. And so it continued to be a part of my life. But uh, when I was having my family, my, when I was having my young children, there, there wasn't really time. But then when I uh, had, was about, let's see, I think I had had my fifth child and I heard about a, a choir that had come to, to Gilbert, um, the Millennial Choirs and Orchestras. And that was about 11 years ago that I auditioned and, and joined that choir. And it was a beautiful experience for me because I had been missing that. I had been missing that for that opportunity to sing in choirs. And it brought it back into my life in a way that I just really filled my soul. <clears throat> and I loved that. Uh, that time with Millennial Choirs. I continued with them and then um, came to Utah. My husband and I moved here, like I said, about almost eight, or almost eight years ago. And MCO is what they're called. They were here in Utah. And I joined the choir here and, and did that for the last eight years here in Utah. When I, um, I don't know if this is the time to talk about this, but I found my kids were taking piano lessons. I've had my kids taking piano lessons and there was a, their teacher, one of their teachers was stopping teaching. And so it was, we needed to find a new, and that was always hard for me. I kind of was like, oh, we had something good. Yeah, we had something good and now we need to find something new. And this piano teacher was actually helping me and she said, you know, have you looked at the piano place? And it was new in South Jordan is where we live. <clears throat> and I said, I haven't even heard of it. And she said, well, you, you ought to maybe look into that. And so we did and just loved the idea of having this pool of teachers that my kids could continue, whether or not yeah. the teacher continued, you know, there would just always be a teacher there and, and that the, the studio would find a good fit for that. And so um, <clears throat> I put my kids in piano place and uh, they had a little class for um, little kids. And Pearl was my youngest at the time. She was three, I think. And I put her in this little class. Um, and as I was sitting there in the class, I thought, you know, I this is something I could do. I could teach a class like this. Previous to that, I had been having thoughts about, you know, you could have a little more influence, have, a, have an opportunity 
here to just be looking on the lookout. And so I didn't know that that was it, but I, um, but I looked at, looked at it and approached Jamie, who was the studio director there in South Jordan. And she put me in touch with you and, um, and there was just a great conversation. I just felt really comfortable. And, um, the, the thought was, you know, we're doing this right now, but we'd really like to do something that's piano place exclusive. And, um, so would you want to, to be a part of that and start this program. I had never, my experience with children's music had been, you know, being a primary music leader in my, in my church right. with the children. And that was really fun. I did that for a long time, but, um, but kind of at the time that COVID hit, we started writing this program for the children. And so, um, it was a great opportunity for me to, to kind of get back into and, uh, and have, more, I guess it, it was enough stretching for me mm-hmm. as, you know, in my growing and, but not enough, not too much that it took away from my primary, what I wanted to be doing as, as a mother. And, but so that's, and, and then through that, we kind of got started with that. And I started to think, you know, <laughs> the th- one thing I love about the culture in Piano Place is that just continual growth in music. There's just always, uh, always the next step with music. And I, um, noticed that with different um, people in the piano place taking on, you know, doing different instruments. Um, and because I'd had that kind of set mindset of I'd had my chance with piano, I wasn't really considering, but then I thought, you know, I could take piano lessons. And so I started taking piano lessons again after however long, 38 years, no, 28 years of not, (laughs) yeah, hang on, (laughs) of not taking piano and it's been a wonderful I've loved it that opportunity to stretch myself again and um so that's been anyway no I like I really like what you said and I kind of want to go back so I remember when you were in Arizona and you kind of were pursuing that choir experience I mean in motherhood it is so busy and it is all these things. And, and right now, I, for personally, I feel like I'm kind of in the trenches. I've got a six-year-old and then we've got our three-year-old twins who you know really well. Yes. And um, they've got big personalities. We've got our Hank, who's just the cutest, sweetest, kindest little Bubba. But he is also so stubborn. And you have seen that side of him. And then we've got like kind of in on the opposite side, this sweet, little timid, kind of shy Lucy who just is a peacemaker and wants everyone to be happy and is looking out for everyone, but she definitely has her feisty side. I, in those trenches right now, have felt like the need for just something for me or something more. Um, And I like what you're talking about is in those moments in motherhood, turning to music. Is that what it was for you? It was for me. I, you know, I didn't mention that I actually started, um, my degree with uh, doing vocal performance and um, stopped that after a semester because I found that I I wasn't really loving it. And I I was kind of thinking, I I wish I would have, because after that, after that point is kind of when I took a, I don't know, I was, I still sang, I still, but it wasn't as much a part of my life. And so going through, I think there was about 10 years where I, I wasn't doing something with music and I, I think that was a conscious choice to some extent that I just, I thought I can do other things. You know, I wanted to pursue health and fitness and other, and other areas. But after that time, there was a hole wasn't, wasn't being filled. And I was looking for that to, to find something that, that I felt like wasn't, again, wasn't going to take away from what I wanted to do as a mother with my children, but would allow me to grow and, and progress in, and better myself. Um, and, and really that was for my kids too, right? right? For them to see that I'm working towards something and I'm, um, instead of just saying to them, no, you need to practice. I'm yeah, actually doing you're, something. You're practicing too. what you preach. Yeah. You're doing the hard, <clears throat> right. the hard and, thing too. And so I think that was, I, I felt that that was important, um, an important step to take. And so yeah, I, I think that that made a difference for me. It filled a hole. And that's something I think a lot of moms can relate with. Just, I mean, I think it's, there's such a noble work to be done in motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it is at times grueling. Like, I think, I don't know why, but I so often think, like, I wish someone had a camera, like, to just watch. Oh. Like, like, today, for example, I go... 
we're running out the door. I'm coming, you know, I know I'm coming into work this afternoon. And so I'm getting shoes on and everything. And we get in the car and I find that the two pairs of shoes that I've already taken five minutes to put on are now off. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like, is this, is this a joke? Like who is up there orchestrating this crazy mess? But there's something so noble in it and so refining as a mother to be all in it. And it it's is hard. And you, you've you got kids of different ages now. You've yeah. got adult boys yes. and you've got this little pearl. Yeah. And so how are you finding that you're navigating the different seasons of motherhood? Oh, I hope that I'm learning. You know, I often tell my oldest that there's a reason he's our oldest <laughs> because he knew, he knew that, you know, or somebody knew that he could handle, you know, God knew that he could handle the, the, uh, guinea pig parents. Um, but he, uh, he really, I, I guess I shouldn't just focus on him. All of my kids, um, have just helped us navigate, I think in different ways. And, just what you were saying about the the craziness. It is. It's crazy. And you, I, I'm glad there's not a camera <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, I was thinking about that after. I was like, I actually don't wish there was a camera to record my attitude right, right now. No, but but I understand what you're saying. Just the, the chaos, but there's beauty in it. I remember because I often, you know, look to my mom, who's my example. And I said to her, mom, how is it, she had eight children, how is it that with eight children, I, you just didn't yell. How how is that possible? Yeah. <clears throat> and her response was, "Oh, honey, I just prayed you would all forget." Oh. <laughs> I remember that because I think you know I because now that I'm seeing my oldest children, they have fond memories of their of their childhood, yeah. and I think children hold on to those you know um, those good moments. Thankfully, they're resilient, um, and we just do the best we can, and we. We love them and we say we're sorry when we need to say we're sorry. And that's something I've I've had to learn. Um, we just going through those stages of, of growth and recognizing that they're changing while we're changing and that that's part of what it is being a family and growing together um, and kind of supporting each other through all that. They, they teach me, I mean, I've heard it said, they teach me a lot more than than I teach them, I feel like, and and yet they um, they seem to come back and, and appreciate the good that's there. So it's it's hard, but it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yes, I I really like what you said about well, let's hope that they like forget <laughs> yeah. type thing. But like in in all honesty, that's something that I've been like personally working on right now. Is just like how do I truly find joy? in these moments where I and I know part of it's like my personality I like order Mm -hmm. I like things to be a certain way and so I'm trying I mean it really is a refiner's fire for myself being like okay what can I let go of and I know that those are good things for me to walk through but I want to be a certain way you know I want to be remembered as an amazing and a good and a Mm -hmm. always there type of mom Mm -hmm. but then it's like actually harder to to do that and I'll never forget one time getting in an argument with my mom who was really not a yeller. She's awesome and super patient. But I remember telling her, I will never be a mean mom like you. And I remember her saying to me, you just wait. If you get a daughter that's anything like you, (laughs) you're going to need to like put your foot down sometimes. And so I really appreciate your example. I mean, oh, I've had that. I've had that you know, said to me, you're the meanest mom. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, there, like I said, there's a balance, right, of trying to be that loving, caring. Um, but, you know, it, when it comes to things like music lessons that for us, I, I have felt, you know, this is just what we do. Just this is this is going to be a good foundation for you, whether you know it now or not. And I thankfully, I have a little bit of more perspective now because I have those older children that have uh, that I've seen the fruit a little yeah. bit of having that foundation. Um, and when I didn't have that before, I was kind of going, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, is this worth the fight? Is this worth it? Um, but now having those older ones uh, kind of helps me to be like, you know, I know this is hard. I didn't like it. You know, I, I know exactly how you feel. It's just what we're going to do. And we're going to get through it. And, um, and 
you'll hopefully, hopefully you'll appreciate it later. I don't, yeah. I don't ever say you'll thank me later because yeah. I don't know that they will, but. Don't want to set yourself up for <laughs> disappointment. But I have had that. I have had um, my, one of my children in particular say, I'm saying it, mom. Thank you. Thank you for the piano lessons. And that is huge, you know, and I think it's just not that it has to be piano. That's just what we've chosen as, you know, a foundation. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's important to, I think, have that perspective when you're going through the, the trenches and the hard times of it to say, okay, I I know this is right. I know that this is going to be helpful to them. Whether or not they appreciate it, I'm willing to, you know, allow that to to be part of who part of our life, part of what we're doing. Talk to us a little bit. You you mentioned the fruit, you know, like the parent payday at the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you've got some kids that have graduated from yeah. high school and have moved on. Um, what are some of those oh. Fruits that you were talking about. Awesome. So I actually uh, have one of my sons did a similar thing to what I did. He was a little bit older, but kind of said, I'm not going to take piano anymore because I'm playing cello and I'm singing and and it broke my heart. But I said, okay. Uh, But what I've seen with him in particular is he is he continues to play the piano. He does it in a lot different way than, than I, I don't know how he does it, but he'll sit and just play and improvise and kind of, and that's not how, how I thought you should, you know, you, you should be able to read the music and play what's on the music, but it's beautiful to hear him just sit and play and he loves to sing. And so I know that music is, is a foundational part of his life and he loves it. Um, another son, plays in he's, he's on a mission serving for our church right now and he plays in sacrament meeting um and and he that he's the one that kind of said thank you for for making me do this this has been a benefit to to me and so I see that I see that fruit in them my husband is also a great example to them because he himself um he's kind of got a natural talent those Lasweers have this they? natural beautiful uh musical gift and so he has this beautiful voice, but he's also taught himself to play the guitar. And so they see him playing, modeling that. And they almost, a lot of them navigate toward that, um, wanting to play guitar and, and teach it because they see that modeled. And so I just, I, the thing I think I want for my children, and I've told them this, I don't want you to be a concert pianist. You know, I, I mean, if you want to, I want you to, um, but that's not my goal. My goal is for you to have this foundation that will really be a blessing in your life and will help you to, to do other things. It's not just like your podcast, you know, it's more than being a musician, but it really just sets a foundation that's so important. Um, and, and it's that deep love for music is what I'm looking for, um, for just that appreciation of it. Maybe not even deep love, but appreciation. For yeah. It. And I think that, um, like you were saying with your son, what's really cool is when you're older and on kind of the other end of it to then be presented with an opportunity to use your music to yeah. serve or, you know, to benefit a greater cause. Yes. And that's cool on his mission. Like he was able of all the people to step up into that mm-hmm. role. And that's a leadership role. And that's a role that has influence on other people. And so, I think as parents, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to set them up to be able to step into... To help others. Yes, to help others and to turn arrows outward and to really make a difference, you know? Exactly. And music is just kind of one vessel that we encourage that allows those opportunities. He was one, I'll just say this, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he was one that when he was going through that, you know, the Mm -hmm. lessons and all of that, he would, I would say, son... You just have a gift for this and you, you're going to, you need to work out a little more. You don't have it all the way yet. That's why we're taking lessons. And he would say, I don't want this gift. I don't want it. And I would say, well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you have it. And yeah. we're just going to keep going. And yeah, they, uh, a lot of them, it, it was hard. It's hard to go. Th- and I'm experiencing that with my little ones right now. I, you know, my mom didn't want to, to have that fight. And I totally understand that. I understand that, um, that approach and I and I appreciate that approach and I've just felt like it's I for my kids I've got to do it a little different because yeah. and I think part of it is because of what I experienced too unfortunately they're dealing with you know what I felt you know I wish I had done that some I've, regret I do I have some regret of, of not continuing 
when I could have and when it would have been so much easier to have that um, ability. And now I'm working on it mm-hmm. and, and that's a blessing and I appreciate that opportunity to grow. But but I would just love for them to to know that they had that opportunity and that experience. So. Yeah, I think it's something that... I mean, it's like, it's hard when you pass through it, but you never regret, you yeah. know, looking back. Um, and, and I think that there can be resentment on both ends. Yeah. There can be resentment for being pushed too hard. And there can also be resentment for not being pushed at all yeah. to, or, or the doors being opened at all for mm-hmm. different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so as a parent, you're just trying to like find to this find balance, balance between pushing and then enabling them to laziness or to, you know, complacency or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I hope, I hope that there is, you know, there, there might be all in all, I feel like the relationship is there and we really try to work on it in different ways so that there's not that resentment. But I guess that's, that, that is up to them, right? To choose. I, I definitely don't hold my mom accountable at all for my, you know, what I chose because it was, it was my choice to say, I don't want to, to do this anymore. And, um, and she was right. Listen yeah. to your mother. <laughs> Listen to your mothers, everyone out there. They're right all the time. Most of the Most time. Most of the time, I was going to say. <laughs> As mothers ourselves, we yes, know that that's right, not always right. true. Um, okay, so as a culture, though of music in your family. I know that you guys recently went through a difficult experience and a loss in your extended family and that music was a part of that process. Tell us about that. Beautiful part. My, I, um, again, just having a family that, um, naturally sings together and, and that's, that's a beautiful part of our family culture. I feel like, um, I have a sister who I admire um, who just went through just last uh, earlier this year, um, the loss of her little baby girl, um, sweet baby Marie. And, uh, this little girl was two years old. She was born with, um, some severe challenges. Uh, it was a rare um, micro deletion is what it was called. And, but this, this family to watch this family during the two years of little sweet Marie's hard, difficult life, um, rally together in, in such a beautiful way to support her, to show her all the love that she could feel in, in life, even though she couldn't see, she couldn't respond, she couldn't show affection. Um, they just really were an example of, of, um, faith and, knowing, you know, that she was there for a reason. I loved to hear throughout those two years, they are just a musical family. They just, um, music is such a beautiful part of their, their family culture. And the simpleness of the way that they, they do that in, in their children taking piano lessons and practicing together, um, their children will, one will play the violin, another will play the piano, and they'll just sing together. And and during those two years with Marie there, she would respond in a in a beautiful way to hearing them play or sing. Um, kind of at the toward the end of her life, when when things were getting um, this the last few days of her life, my sister told me that they would. This is pretty tender. I hope it's okay for me to share, but they when she would be slipping away, they would gather together as a family and they would sing to her and she would rally and she would, um, her levels would, would be better, but they, they just found such peace and solace in music. And she did in such a beautiful way that was really admirable. And I, I think that's what I hope that for my, for my kids too, that they can see the, um, the peace that can come from playing and singing and music is just such a language of, of beauty. And it's, uh, really grounds us, I think. And I want that for them. I want that them to be able to find that. And, um, so that's why I push it so hard. I think yeah. harder than they would want me to. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That, sorry, it makes me a little emotional just thinking about, that visual, you know, of gathering, sorry, gathering around her. Cause I feel like that's kind of why we're doing this is to be able to participate in those moments. Mm -hmm. 
you talked a lot about like the beauty of it. And I also think like the unity of it in such a sacred time to be able to use music as a way to communicate, to bring reverence, to do all these different things. It's such a big encompassing um, thing, but thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I think of Marie, you know, I was in that kinder music class with you. Um, Our kids were in it together and you were teaching it. And that all happened when we were in that class together. So I followed your story, um, you know, different posts and stuff on Instagram. But her, yes, yeah, yeah, her legacy is is bigger, far bigger than she 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 ever was. She touched so many lives in those two years. And, And just her family, I really was remarkable to see that the outreach of that, their ability to turn something that could be so hard and difficult into such a beautiful memory and a beautiful um, experience for so many people. It, it was remarkable to watch. I, They live in Arizona, um, and so I wasn't able to be right there. I, I wished I could be, but they just allowed people to, to come in, you know, and to, to be a part and to be influenced by that sweet, special spirit. She's just a, an angel. She really is an angel. And we think of her often. We love that yeah. sweet baby Marie. No, I, and I think that's where it really pulls on the heartstrings as like from a mother to mm-hmm. another mother. Oh, Louise, sorry. <laughs> but just that takes a lot of strength to allow people into the vulnerable of that. So, yeah. oh, sorry. She's, yeah, they're remarkable. Yeah. They're so special. Yeah. And I yeah. um, I think back on that time, I feel like there was something like so amazing about the timing of our meeting. And oh, it felt like fate in too. a way. You, you touched on it earlier, yeah. but I wanted to kind of go back and talk about um, maybe like our side of the story. So for years, I have really wanted to um, have a program within the piano place that could cater to younger students, but also that could set them up for success in private music lessons mm-hmm. and we grew up my kids grew up taking I actually took kinder music like oh, as a young fun. child with a, an amazing teacher who to this day like I have such a special relationship with she's a neighbor of mine now Marion Wright but she's just like the salt mm-hmm. of the earth type woman and so I wanted that similar experience with a kinder music class so I actually found one up in up in our area and it was taught by this Teresa Prater who's equally exceptional, Mm, just such an amazing woman. And I, you know, so for a long time, I, I was like, how can we get a kinder type program into the piano place? And we met with a lot of different people and we talked with a lot of different companies and different, uh, different programs. And we were, we were really struggling to find the right fit for the piano place, something that could really balance academic curriculum with fun movement mm-hmm, learning mm-hmm. joy school type approach yeah uh, and so that's when I mean we had interviewed and even gone pretty far down the road with certain other programs and nothing was just feeling completely mm-hmm. like a perfect wow. locked in fit and one day Jamie called me and she's like, you have got to meet this mom, Louise. Like, she is amazing. She's like, she is the cutest, sweetest, oh. kindest, like most calm, perfect person. She's like, oh, she would be so excellent. And she's got this great musical background. Mm-hmm. And so remember I called you. Did I call you? Yeah, yeah. And we chatted. Yeah, and I remember coming to 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 meet with you oh, about yeah, it. Oh, lunch. Yeah, to have lunch. Well, it was previous to lunch. It was we had a little interview, oh, and I remember yes. going thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna you know interview for this teaching position," and in that in that time is when uh, in that interview is when you kind of said, "Well, we we'd like to do something different, and would you be willing to help us do that?" And I kind of was taken aback, like, "Oh, I." Okay, sure. That sounds and really previous to that, I, I did touch on it a little bit, but just I had been feeling just a little, <clears throat> you know, you could do more. I had and I didn't know what that was. But going to that little class with Pearl, I thought I this is something I could do. I should just look into this. And I so it all, it did just kind of all fall into a, a beautiful, a perfect place just of um Okay, it could because then not only that, but we we did have lunch. We talked about what we were thinking about the program and what it would what would what it might look like, and then COVID hit, and I kind of went, oh, 
well, now what? And you said, this is a perfect time to write a program. <laughs> yes, it was honestly the timing of it in my perspective. Because, I mean, to write a new program, we had been using, and let's talk about these for just a oh, second. Yeah. So there's lots of different kid programs out there. Yeah. We had been implementing Music Garden with an awesome teacher. Awesome. She is yes. so great. Um, and love, loved her, loved the approach. It's just, it felt like something was missing academically within the music garden program for what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, music garden and kinder music in my experience, having taken all of my kids through kinder music prior to us creating our core or our program, kinder music is a lot the same. The teacher was so warm and bubbly Mm -hmm. and inviting, and it's exactly who you want your kid just to like learn from and love. But I wanted more vocabulary, more tactical skills that were going to serve them for private music lessons. Mm -hmm. But then there's one other um, program called Let's Play Music. Mm -hmm. And that one's a really popular one. And I, as a teacher, you know, I've taught for 15-ish years before this. And I really was impressed with a lot of the elements of Let's Play Music um, they, they do a lot of like composing and like, they know their stuff when they come out of it. My only struggle with that is that when they come out, they aren't always calling things by their correct terms. It's a different vocabulary. Triads and different Mm -hmm. chord progressions are certain colors. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's certain rhythmic phrases that go with the types of notes, but I was finding that it was actually kind of hard to transition transition a child from let's play music into private lessons. I took trainings with Let's Play Music teachers trying to like bridge that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just have always felt like the the learning curve doesn't need to be that steep to get them yeah. what they need. Yeah. So, okay, that's where we come back to yeah. where we were at. So I've long wanted to build this juniors program that could accommodate a young, small baby through when private lessons might begin. Are, yeah. yeah, might mm-hmm. begin. And that is a daunting undertaking. Like yeah. I'm thinking about back then I would write all these ideas down, but like then the the actual tactical putting it together. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's really difficult. So yeah. COVID hit and the timing was right where we had already made our connection mm-hmm. and it just seemed like the perfect time to dig in. I yeah. will never forget just being outside on my front porch, quarantined at home yeah. and just chatting with you. Yeah. And this was a labor of love between... Us, but also Jamie, Jamie Diana. Diana. Mm-hmm. We had a team of people, Zoe even. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, these are all members of our admin team. They're different managers at different studios as well as our um, operations and different things like that. But we all came together and we were like, let's bust this out. We can do this, yeah. Okay, so I put a lot onto you. Tell me kind of... I gave you my vision. I gave you what we were looking for, but tell me kind of what that was like for you. Yeah. So understanding what the idea was to take, um, to be able to have something to prepare for private lessons, I think was a big help. So, so I, again, hadn't, um, experienced, you know, the, all of the other let's play music, kindergarten, kinder music, all of those music garden things like, uh, a little bit of music garden, but I, I started to wonder, is this like, those are programs I was kind of looking at those as that's, that's already done. That's, you know, we can, we can do that. But understanding that the vision was, okay, this is a a preparation for private lessons, um, helped me to, to just start looking, you know, all around. I, I looked a lot at, um, oh, now I'm blanking on the, um, the name of it. Anyway, I started looking at all of these uh, materials and, and mm-hmm. ordering, you know, things, looking online, but also ordering books and things to talk about. Um, anyway, so I was looking at all of these resources uh, and pulling them and and really realizing that there's a lot of material out there um, that we could, and it's a little daunting. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I've, I've homeschooled before in my family and it's, that's daunting, overwhelming, you know, to, to look at all of that's available and try to pick what we're going to, what we're going to choose to focus on. And so I started to ask teachers at Piano Place, like what, what do you hope that children would come in knowing already mm-hmm. or, or understanding and by and large rhythms, if we can hit on rhythms, you know, other things are great. Understanding different vocabulary, 
finger numbers, all of those things. So that's kind of what we used as our, here's, here's the, here's what we're going to focus on and make it fun by incorporating themes and maybe theory concept that we could use together in tandem to make it a really fun class. But uh, one of the teachers I spoke to said, you know, if you can, if you can teach somebody four new things each class, that's, and, and even review those things because children, we know, you know, even just having children, you know, children love repetition. <laughs> they want to read the same book over. They want to sing the same song, see, sing the same song over and over again. And they love the repetition. So really it, it took a, it took a while for us to kind of come up with a, a good, um, program, but, you know, even doing beta classes and things like that. But finally, what we kind of boiled down was we're going to take these concepts and rotate them. Um, you know, month, this month we'll work on forte piano. This month we'll work on a major minor or legato staccato. We'll kind of take those, those theory concepts and wrote and have them be with a theme, you know, whether that's a spring theme or uh, animals, you know, children love animals. And, and then using those themes and theory concepts to inform, okay, what songs are we going to do? And a big part of the, the program, we wanted children to listen to the music masters, you know, to Mozart and to Bach and Beethoven and, and find those and even, you know, more contemporary artists that are playing these beautiful masterpieces that children might just, uh, that I feel like a lot of times I would turn on the classical music station. My kids would kind of be like, oh, we're listening to classical. Not this. Yeah. yeah. But what's been interesting in these classes is you, if you pair that listening activity with an, with something else, coloring or playing with scarves or movement of some kind, like we've talked about, it becomes, this is cool. You know, this is, we're learning about staccato in here, but this sounds really neat. And, and even some of the children will say, can you send that to my mom? <laughs> can you send that song to they my mom? to do it at yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, they can find it, you know, and yeah, of course you send it, but it's, um, but it's just fun to, to find all of these things to put together in a, in a little program that is fun for kids, but also teaching them when they don't even really realize that they're learning and they're being taught. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun enough where they can't quite make that uh-huh. connection. And, and, you know, the other things like learning colors, learning numbers, learning yeah. to share, you know, those, those different taking turns, all of those things, um, that children, it's great for children to learn. And it's a fun that our little, um, beginning and ending songs say music is the best way you can start and end your day. And I just, I think that's true, you know, to, teach children that music can be fun and it can be uh, something you can work on all of your life. I like that too. I What was so cool about when we were writing that curriculum is, so myself, you, Jamie, and Diana, the four contributors of mm-hmm. the curriculum, we all had kids yes. in that age range. Yes. Um, the age range that we were looking at being like 18 months, two years old to about five or six mm-hmm. years old. And we all have many. Like I think between all of us, we might have like, I don't even want to know how many kids, like 11 even kids that fall into that, like that age range. And so what's cool is I did, I wanted to have the vocabulary be introduced really early in the Mm -hmm. piano, the forte, staccato, legato, those types of things. Um, But I also wanted a joy school approach Mm -hmm. where we're learning colors and we're learning numbers and shapes. And we're, yeah, exactly what you hit on. We're learning to sit quietly in our classrooms and um, keep attention span and to share, you know, all Mm -hmm. those different things. And then one other thing I really wanted to focus on was dexterity. Um, Kids oftentimes coming in as as a piano teacher would come in at five or six uh, to their piano lessons, but they have never looked at their hands as numbers. They've never isolated fingers and and learned that type of dexterity and stuff. And so those are all concepts that I really wanted to yeah. to hit hard in the program. And I think yeah. that we've done a really a really good job. And like you said, we've beta tested and we've mm-hmm. trialed and erred, but now we've been running this class for multiple semesters and we are seeing results. Yeah. So I know yeah. you talked to one of our teachers who had had one of our Piano Place Junior students. And yeah. tell us a little bit about their experience. Yeah, I, I loved hearing this because it is a new program. And that this is what I'm interested in. How is it translating, you know, now into children What's working? Are, yeah, what's going, what's yes. going on? And uh, she just shared that this, this student came in really ready 
for private lessons that she um, is, I think she said she's has had her now two weeks and she's already almost, you know, all the way through her, that first um, primer level. Yeah. She flew through it. Yeah. Just flew through it in that two weeks to, because she knew those things. She knew the finger numbers. She knew the values of the notes. And not only did she know them because children can learn them when they start private lessons, but that she can actually demonstrate them, demonstrate a half note, demonstrate a quarter note and piano and forte that she could, that she could do all of that. And she said it just really set her up for success in private lessons, which was great to hear. And we look forward to many more of those reports. I I was really, my heart was really warmed by that. Just knowing that like, there is a lot of, um, I think, good that comes from just calling these concepts by what, what they, they are. are. These mm-hmm. kids are smart and we don't need to water them down or dumb them down so far that they lose like the correlation. You know, when we're calling a chord a color, it's it get it will end up not serving them I feel like in the long no. run to then just say hey this is C chord. Yeah. One thing I loved with my kids, okay, so going back to repetition. Yeah. <laughs> one of our songs was or one of our like activities every week was Mitch the fish. Yes. And Mitch the fish taught my 2-year-olds their colors <laughs> and I am so grateful. You know we had some struggles. <laughs> Lucy thought black was white and white was black. We're still not all the way That's there, but so cute. But I mean, even just that, yeah, just learning Simple. the colors from it, um, numbers. And we still, we always say, hello, nice to see uh-huh. you. Like that is a <laughs> daily part of our day, so cute. but that repetition. So it's cool to see, you know, what's working yeah. from this program. It and it's, it's, it's really good. Neat. So will you tell us a little bit about like what a day in the life looks like? A class. Oh yeah. You come in and... Yeah. So we come in, we have a little gathering activity, and this is where that dexterity, we try to really focus our activities on something that's going to make the children use their fingers, um, whether that's with the oversized tweezers or little elastics, you know, putting putting things on um, sticks, or uh, we have little clothespins, things like that, just where the children are using their fingers and they're enjoying it. You know, they're enjoying this little activity that they're all doing together. Just today we had... Um, little pom-poms that the kids were picking up with tweezers and putting them in cups. And it's it's a simple activity and, and they really enjoy it. And we do that for the first, you know, five or 10 minutes while we're gathering, while people are coming. Um, and then we have our song that was written by Amy, Amy Geis. Geis. Yes. Uh, who's awesome. She, she wrote our beginning and ending songs and we've loved those. The kids love those. Uh, we... The, there are two sections. We have we teach a little um, two and three year old class and a four and five year old class, and so there is a little bit of variation, but but a lot of it we have these staples where um, we work on finger numbers, we work on colors. Uh, the older children learn songs that teach them to spell the colors that are really fun. Heidi songs is what would be used for that, um, and then we work on rhythms for the little kids. We just practice tapping a rhythm um, and doing different things with the sticks for the, and, and maybe we'll start to introduce, you know, just showing them what a quarter note looks like and what a half note looks like. Um, for the older kids, we'll take time to go through flashcards that, that have these different note values in them and they actually practice tapping out these rhythms. Um, so that's, that's a, a big part of it. After we get through these staples, then we have uh, a song that we learn that goes with a theme and and perhaps the theory concept as well. So this month being October, we're kind of doing a fall theme and, and probably some Halloween in there too. Um, and they love the songs that we sing in there. The Wobbling Goblin, you know, is a, is a real yes. fun, popular one. And then we'll do a listening activity where we will, like I talked about, listen to music of the masters. Um, and again, that will, that song that we choose will have to do with the theme and or more probably more the theory concept that we're talking about so that we can demonstrate. And with that, there's some sort of movement. There's children, you don't, you know, we don't just say a lot of times we don't just say sit and listen. There might be, you know, a minute or two that we teach. And so they're engaged and focused, but we will uh, do that listening activity. And then we'll do another few songs of activities uh, that, it, that reinforce the concept or that theme. At the end, we'll um, get out glockenspiels and, or little xylophones, yes. and we'll practice solfege. So the children learn um, solfege and the hand signals. We'll sing the scale, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. 
practice, the older children will practice maybe some more variations of that, uh, looking at the notes on the staff while we're doing it just to practice what, what it looks like. And, um, and then we'll have them play, a, you know, just for their own little creativity, play a little song on the, and they love that part. They love to play for the rest of the class. And we learn to listen. We listen while the other kids are playing and practice holding still and not playing our own while somebody else is playing. Uh, and then we'll sing our little last song and they'll get a little treble clef stamp on their hand and a sucker on the way out of the door if they want one. <laughs> and that's that's the class. A lot. That's kind of the format. Of course, some variation uh, day to day, but, but it's a lot of fun. We have um, a lot of fun with these kids and it's the, I think my favorite part is just that connection to have with those kids. They are so sweet and they love to come to music class and they run in with their little bags they and their egg shakers and bean bags and they just get really excited to get going. Um, and it's, I love it. It's a lot of fun. You do such a good job. Oh, like the kids you. absolutely adore you. And like that's, them. that's, <laughs> so I think it just says so much about, about you, even as a mother too, oh. like you are so patient and so oh. sweet and kind. And so it's been, it's been just a perfect fit. We've been so grateful that we, you know, I love found each other. I'm and same. That I'm it's so all worked grateful. out. I'm so grateful. It's been a real blessing to me in so many ways. And it's fun to see it growing. You know, we have um, eight teachers now teaching yes. piano place in all six locations. And it's it's been a lot of fun to see it grow. And um, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to what the future has in store for Me this too. program. And, and, you know, just it's all rooted in the mission, which is just like to get these students playing yeah. and to get them lo- learning and loving and all the things that you talked about. So yeah. tell us where we can go to learn a little bit more about the Piano Place Juniors program. It's on the website um, and there is a link on the Piano Place you, is it just Piano Place? Yeah, so thepianoplaceutah.com. And there's a link to the juniors program. You can also call uh, your local studio and uh, they can give you more information. And uh, yeah, please, please enroll those kids. We'd love to see them. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Louise, for being here. We love talking to you today. And um, yeah, just thank you so much for your example. Thank we you. love working with you. Thank you, Sarah. You've been listening to More Than Musicians. Thanks for being here. This show was written and directed by me, Sarah Davies, executive produced by Alex Jenkins, theme song by Tanner Townsend. Leave us a review and tell us what you think. We're on Instagram at More Than Musicians Podcast, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. We'll see you back here next week with another episode.